time for the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. From the Fricker Studio. On Classic is 96.7 WBBI. On ESPN 1430 AM. And at 105.7 FM WFOB. The Sports Huddle is brought to you by NWO Orthopedics. Frickers. Warner Automotive. By Blanchard Valley Health System. Rotor Rooter. Bigby Coffee. By Northwestern Water and Sewer District. Wilson Tire. Grit. By MJ Brown Construction Company. Premier Bank. Campus Poly By Financial Design Insurance Agency. Snyder's Flooring Outlet. Ohio Automotive Supply. Seneca Millwork. Five Star Maintenance. And by the Ropey Corporation. And now. Let's go to Lance and Matt. Coming to you live from the Fricker Studio for the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle. Welcome on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Frickers Studios here on ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB and Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI Lance Morris. Matt Common here with you this Wednesday night. Thank you for making us a part of your Wednesday night for our first edition of the show for this sports season. Matt, how are we doing? Woo! We're back, baby. <laughs> Off season's done. Fall sports are here. We got the sports huddle go. Oh man, I am. I am just so excited. I am so happy to get this season underway. It's I. I missed you. <laughs> this, did, did you? This it, it was. It was a pretty crazy summer. A lot of stuff went down, and man, I am just so happy. We're back. Get a great show on deck for you guys today. We got a great week, opening week of football and fall sports for you guys. Phenomenal schedule on deck, all sorts of crazy things. It's there, we're just wasting time celebrating the fact we're back. Let's get after it. This is a great show. It's a it's week one, man. Let's get to it. On this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios, we'll talk with Kerry head football coach John Mershman. The Blue Devils open up their season Friday against Hopewell Loudon. We'll talk with Van Buren head football coach Ethan Purser. The Black Knights will play host to Faustoria to open up their season. We'll also talk the Faustoria side of things with their head coach Derek Kidwell. And we'll talk with Finley head football coach Stefan Adams. The Trojans play host to Central Catholic start the season on Friday. We might not be at the Frickers in Finley, but stop in for their daily specials. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings day. Tuesday, frickin' chicken wings day. Tonight, get their sirloin steak dinner. Thursday, their frickin' chicken chunks. Kids eat free all day, every day at Frickers. You can pick up from the carryout window, dine-in, or get delivery through DoorDash. Those daily specials, though, are dine-in only. Download the Frickers app. Find them online at frickers.com. And as Matt alluded to, we have quite the slate of high school football coming your way over the next few days. Thursday night, we'll have coverage of an old-fashioned MAL rivalry matchup. The Tiffin Calvert Senecas taking on the Mohawk Warriors. You can listen live to our coverage with Matt Common and myself live from Mohawk. That'll be Thursday night right around 7 o'clock. Friday, it all gets started at 6 o'clock with the NWO Orthopedics Psych-Up Show from the Frickers Studios. Bart Wilson, Trayvon Hastings will preview all the games around the area for week number one. On Classic Kits, we'll have a backyard rivalry with Hopewell taking on Cary. We'll have coverage of that one from Bascom Friday on Classic Kits 96.7. And over on WFOB, we'll have coverage over the Foss Story Redmonds. They go down State Route 613 to take on the Van Buren Black Knights. Matt Com and Tom Grind will have that one for you on WFOB on Friday. And after the games, of course, stay tuned in for the NWO Orthopedics Scoreboard Show from the Fricker Studios. Bart Wilson, Trayvon Hastings will recap all the games from around the area, and you can hear that on Friday once the games have wrapped up. And Matt, like uh, like I just said, woo, we are 
we are very much ready and looking forward to everything we have both Thursday and Friday night for high school football. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited that, uh, you know, I get to do the uh, Thursday night special with you once again this year. That's That's been fun the past few years and should be a good game. Calvert versus Mohawk, that never really disappoints in any capacity, whether it's a surprising game or a close game. It's it's always a good one to watch, and I'm looking forward to being there. And I am also looking forward to that the number of Heidelberg employees at the fine Tri-County Broadcasting have increased by one courtesy of Trayvon Hastings joining the crew. And I I know Tom and myself, we couldn't be more excited to have him come on board and looking forward to what he's going to bring to the table for running the boards and helping with Bart, who does an amazing job with the scoreboard and psych up show. It's got some good shows and man, some good football too. Like I'm really excited about Fostoria versus Van Buren. I think that could be one of those games that people may sleep on a little bit that could really turn some heads and turn out to be a pretty fun game. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk with Kerry head football coach John Mershman here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if Auto Owners make sense for you. Welcome back on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Frickers Studios on ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFO being classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. Lance Moore's Matt Common here with you until 7.30. On Friday night, we'll have coverage of week one of high school football with a non-conference battle between the Cary Blue Devils and the Hopewell Loudon Chieftains. You can hear it live Friday night on classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. We're now pleased to be joined by Cary head football coach John Mershman here in the Frickers Zoom room. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good, good. Thank you again for taking the time to talk with us. Always appreciate getting to catch up with you. Yeah, um, I'm excited about this season. I can't wait for it to start Friday night. And so for you, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to last season. Perfect regular season. Things, of course, end for you guys a little earlier than you would have liked. Does that kind of add to the team's motivation heading into the season, or is last season just last season it's done and over with? No, I think it adds a little motivation uh, due to the fact that we have a lot of returners coming back this year. And, um, you know, they 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 were hurting a little bit, uh, getting knocked out uh, at home in uh, week two of the playoffs. So uh, I think it added some motivation going into the season. Yeah, and Coach, I mean, you talk a little bit about the returning players looking towards this season, looking back at last year. I, I think one of the things that caught me where I was very comfortable picking you guys as the conference champions this year is that continuity. And I, I'm curious, 
going through the offseason, did you feel it made it a much smoother transition, even potentially from a year prior coming back from that state title run where it's like, hey, I got almost the entirety of this team coming back at key positions and major building block positions. So we, we can really hit the ground running once we got into training camp. Yeah, I mean, um, our July, I thought, went real smooth. Um, the understanding of the plays, and um, we didn't have to stop and restart everything so often like we did the year before. Um, this year, you know, it was just a couple hitches in there and, and fine-tuning things. But um, for the most part, like knowing the plays and, and just picking up from where the, the year left off last year, um, yeah, I, I, I felt like the continuity was there in July already. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Frickers Studios on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB Lance Morris. Matt Common here with Cary Head Football Coach John Mershman. And you do lose some key seniors uh, from last season's team, particularly uh, some of the guys in the trenches. Who are some of the guys that have stepped up so far into some of those spots? Yeah, so, you know, we lost on the offensive line. We only lost one offensive lineman uh, coming into the year, which was uh, Brock Bouchon, who was our center. Um, and so we slid a uh, one of our guards from last year over to center. And then, um, you know, we moved a couple pieces around. And we we're just we're looking for a right tackle coming into the year. Um, and we had some young guys that I think can fill that spot. And I'm really excited about um, the way that the rest of the line has been helping um, to get that spot filled. Well, Coach, not for nothing, if you are still in a pinch by like week two or three, I think I have one year of eligibility left. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I I might be able to push a couple people. I may need a player too often between, but I can certainly <laughs> assist if need be. But uh, sticking with that offensive line, you, you mentioned moving one of your guards into the center position. How's that transition been going for them in particular? Because I, I know some people out there kind of, look at the offensive line be like, oh, well, on Madden football, I can move my tackle to center and it's fine. Well, you and I both know that is not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> no. Um, you know, we had that conversation back in the spring. Um, and so from then, he he took it upon himself to work on his snaps and doing that stuff. So when it came uh, to this, you know, when we started getting into it, um, he wasn't learning how to snap and do all that. He was already, okay, I have – the snaps and my first steps down already. Um, you know, now it's just fine tuning, learning the the play from the center position versus the guard. And uh, he, he put a lot on his own shoulders to get that done. Uh, I thought he did a fantastic job of working with our, uh, with our two possible quarterbacks um, throughout the spring and, and having them take snaps from him. And um, he, he did a really nice job of, of, of making sure he knew what he was doing already in the spring. So you just mentioned it with the two possible quarterbacks. Has one of those guys stepped up that you know you who you're going to have starting week one, or is that something that maybe even through this week in practice might still uh, might still be determined? Um, I I think we're we're pretty well settled on one guy, um, and I think we're settling with uh, Alex Putnam um, at the quarterback position for uh, for right now. And um, you know I I think uh, there were a lot of factors that went into that decision. Um, and it wasn't – they both were, I mean, just excellent at knowing the plays and making the throws and, and running the ball and doing everything. So it, it came down to a bunch of other factors to making that decision, um, you know. And they're both excellent defense, uh, defensive players. So it's just – it was a really, really extremely hard decision 
Um, but we felt that we made the decision that best fit this team and, and the program and where we needed to go moving forward. Oh, well, congrats on landing on the quarterback on that one, coach. I know putting him was one of the names that I was kind of looking at as, but might, uh, might turn ahead or two this season. One of the reasons for that is it, it seems like you have a pretty loaded skill position group coming into yeah. this season. I mean, it, it, you got height and it seems like you got speed, which you really can't teach either one of those. Right. Um, yeah, we have, uh, like you said, a for, we're fortunate in having some options. Um, we just, you know, as a coaching staff and, and as players, we need to talk and, and communicate and understand that um, we're trying to to keep the drama of there's only one ball, so not everybody can get the ball in every play or or as many times as they want in a game. And um, and so we have to um, manage those expectations and, and know that one week might um, – this guy might need to turn it up and this guy might have to take a back seat or vice versa. And, um, you know, that's that's those high school – mentality things that we're we're going to have to talk through and and make sure that we manage as a staff and manage you know as captains and everything else that hey you know every week might be a different person that needs to step up talking with carry head football coach john mershman here on the nwo orthopedics sports huddle here from the frickers studios in the off season you guys were able to have a couple scrimmages uh, going against macomb and elida anything of note from uh, either of those scrimmages that uh builds on to uh, what you have coming towards you in week one? Well, I, I felt like we uh, we did some really good things in both scrimmages and answered questions that I had. Um, like I said to somebody else one time, I go, I hate going into, into scrimmages and come back out with more questions than I went in with. I like finding answers. And so I think we found some answers uh, in both scrimmages. And, um, you know, that's always a good thing to to not just come out with more questions than answers. Yeah, definitely a good thing. I think one of the sides that you might not have too many questions on is the defensive side. I mean, Kerry, historically, they've been known for a couple of things, the wishbone and that defense. And last year, no no secret, the defense was lights out. Well, what do you see in this year that has you pretty confident that we could be seeing a repeat performance from that level of defensive dominance? Well, um, step up of a couple younger guys at linebacker position. That was probably the position that we got hit the most with graduation. Um, you know, Landon Kimberly, who started for us, you know, for four years at, at that inside linebacker position is an extremely hard person to replace when you have that much experience and that much big game experience. Um, but I've really um, am happy with what has stepped up in the younger guys. Um, and, you know, and like I said, that was probably the hardest hit position for us. You know, we lost Gage Summit and EJ Bowes and uh, all those guys played in the state championship game. So they were all linebackers that knew what was going on. Um, and this year we're we're not as young at the position, but just inexperienced, I guess, is the best way to to put it. Um, and some guys have stepped up and I'm really excited about that. And another thing I'm curious about is with the season starting earlier, I know it's been the last few years that it's been this scenario, but do you think everybody has finally adjusted to the season starting earlier? Because at least from my perspective, I was ready for it, but yet it still snuck up on me. So I can't even say I was fully ready for it. What has been the standpoint of you and the kids and the staff? Have you guys all been able to kind of make the transition, you know, a week or so earlier than you've had to in the past? Well, um, you know, last year, you know, they, they 
let me take it back. So COVID year, um, you know, we didn't really have camp days. You just get in what you can get in. We're not putting restrictions on how many camp days you have and all that. And then last year they put back on the restrictions and then late they said, well, we're going to do five acclimation days after July, whatever. I think that was 17th or 14th or 15th, whatever it was. Um, so they put those five acclimation days in July so you could hit two days running. Well, this was the like the first year that, okay, going into the summer, you had a pretty good idea of what was, you know, here's two a day start. You have your five acclimation days at the end of July and then everything was in place. So I think we, this year was probably the smoothest that we've gone through that and are ready for games this week, you know, um, because, you know, like last year was a trial period of those acclimation day stuff. Um, so I think with that, I think we're ready. I think, um, you know, we've had enough practices and stuff in that I feel pretty comfortable saying um, we're ready to play games this week. Now, sticking with the um, modified preseason and offseason, Coach, I am curious because, like you said, last year was kind of a trial run, a test balloon with the acclimation days. This year you're talking about there was a very smooth transition as part of that. I, I am curious from your perspective as a coach, do you feel those acclimation days – are a benefit like you can really get kids up to speed in a more controlled environment quicker or what what are your thoughts on that I, I've, I'm very curious on that um so you know if they would have left the acclimation days for the first day of two days right um you would have gotten all the way to Friday um without hitting and then what scrimmage on Saturday so your first hitting day would be a scrimmage if you're going to try to get two scrimmages in you know what I mean so like I, I'm not a big fan of your first hit day being a scrimmage. Um, so I think it needed to be done. Um, you're already, at the very least, you're already in helmets for those 10 camp days. So I don't know why we needed the two helmet acclimation days in two days because you've already been in them for 10 days. So, um, you know, at least if, if we're going to do anything, that should have been like, hey, the first day of two days should have been helmet shoulder pads um, at least. Well, this way, I, I agreed with this. If you're going to shorten the, that, you know, we used to have three weeks basically of two-a-days before the season started. Um, now you're going to go down to two weeks with only two scrimmages. Then you need to get those acclimation days in. And I, I feel like you do need the acclimation days. So I, I feel like they were I, – I like what we're doing right now, I guess. Um, you know, I, I know they keep adding camp days. So, like, this year, if you count it, you ended up with three extra – from May 15th or whatever it was to, uh, to, uh, to June. And then you had your 10 from June to July and then the five there. Um, I know we're getting a little crazy on that. Um, I would like to see that just kind of sit still, but um, I do, I do like the five acclimation days before two days. Oh, I would say the, the reason I brought that up is I, I'm glad you brought up the first day of hitting being a scrimmage. Because that, that was back in my old school days. It was that day one was in pads, day two, or your first day full pads of acclimation. Then day two for me was usually against some D1 program that was just getting tossed around like a rag doll. So I, I, I'm curious. This is something I wish would have been there back in the day. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that it seems like it's been well received so far, even with some of the other modifications and additions that have gone on. Yeah, I mean, I, I received it well. Um I don't know about other coaches. Um, you know, it just took a, it, it took a year to organize it differently, I guess. Um, throwing those acclimation days at us, you know, 
midsummer last year um, kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. I wasn't prepared, you know, like, hey, I already had my summer schedule out, like, hey, I'm going to give these days off, you know, and and then I had to retract that and have to take some heat from parents and stuff because you you said these were going to be free. Well, you know, I got some late information that we have to squeeze this stuff in, you know. Um, this year I felt more prepared for it. So I like it now that I'm, but I just like being prepared, I guess. I'm, I'm not one that likes to have uh, change in middle of June. I, if you're going to change something, tell me in February so I can get that schedule out to parents. Because I get it from a parent perspective. You know, like you want to do a day at Cedar Point. Well, it was supposed to be a free day. You know what I mean? Like you, parents don't like that stuff. And, and, and I don't like doing it either. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Fricker Studios on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB. Lance Morris, Matt Common, talking with Cary head football coach John Mershman. Looking ahead to Friday night, you guys take on Hopewell Loud and a team you've opened the season with over these last few seasons. What are some of the things that have kind of stood out to you this time around in preparing for them? Well, they're always well coached on both sides of the ball. Um, coach Cog has them ready to go every year. Um, that's probably why we're right now, you know, getting back at the old MAL when we used to play in the league, but now we're playing game one, you know, we're one and one, they beat us the first time we beat them last year. And so, um, I think this is a really good game one for both teams. Um, you know, they got some really good skill guys. Um, they're able to throw the ball around and their running back is shifty. So, um, you know, we're going to have to come with it on defense. Um, and then on our offense, you know, we got to be people movers. They got some big guys up front, so we got to move those guys and, and and get that running game going. Yeah, and coach, you just warmed my heart mentioning the old MAL. Took <laughs> took to, took me back a few years on that one, and it was very fond memories. But I will ask, since it is you know kind of a renewed matchup between you guys, from your perspective, do you still feel that rivalry there? Because I I remember those old ML MAL days and. My goodness, Kerry Hopewell Loudness, you cleared out both towns on that Friday night because it, yeah. they were ready to go. I mean, I, I know from my perspective, I was an assistant coach at the time, and um, one of the games here at home that we had with with Hopewell coming in, we we're both undefeated at the time. Um, you know, the 50-50 was $3,200. You know, like you just said, it, the towns got cleaned out, you know, and uh, um, I feel like this is a, a, a game that's very similar. I thought when we went over there, in 2021, um, both sides were packed. The, the crowd was huge. Um, and then last year, I felt like the crowd was huge again. So, you know, I, it, it's a great opener. I, lo I love this game um, because I, I feel like we both give each team a really good look at what they're going to have for the season and what they need to work on. And like you alluded to before, they have a handful of a really good athletes on that team. Quarterback Evan Kreese has been doing good things the last few years, and you mentioned Braylon Martinez as well. So what kind of defensively do you have for a team that, like you said, they can throw the ball, they can run the ball, so if they're able to do both, that speaks to the defense is going to have to really step up if that's the case. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's Monday almost afternoon, um, so we haven't quite figured out exactly what we're going to do yet. Um, you know, that's – that's going to be done tonight in our, our defensive meeting. Um, so the coaches have a chance to digest and come with ideas. Um, so we'll get that done tonight. But, yeah, I, I can't really give you a game plan like, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. But um, it's too early in the week yet. 
Um, but we will see Friday night if, if what we talk about, if we're able to execute and get it done, because it's going to be a difficult thing to do with, with their, with their skill. Yeah. I was, I was going to say that definitely can understand not giving us game plan and game tape on that one coach lead up to game one. Um, not, a little surprised, but I get it. I understand. <laughs> Uh, I will actually say, though, because we are talking on Monday, it, when you guys are sitting down, going through the tape and stuff like that, obviously you mentioned good rivalry. You really think this is a good look. I know, again, super early in the week, we're talking kind of start of the afternoon right now. But from what you've seen, do you feel this is the kind of team, once again, that could give you guys a really good look and give you an idea of what you can expect you know, past week 10? Because yeah. make no secret, you guys are you guys are presumptive favorites until proven otherwise. So right. that that's kind of what I, I'm curious. You feel this is one of those matchups that yes, on paper it's week one, but in reality, this is a good preview for the types of teams we'll be seeing later on in the year too. Right. This is a good uh, litmus test for us. Um, you know, I, I like playing good teams, um, and this is a really good team year in and year out. So I'm excited about this game. In that aspect, is it really? It it does, you know. Um, it shows us what we what we need to do, and um, sometimes, you know, in the in, um, case of twenty twenty one, it it shrunk our heads down a little bit and made us get to work, um, you know. So yeah, this is a game that helps us figure out, you know, playoffs, and I like to know what we are made of um, as soon as possible, and this is one of those games. And then finally, what's the message going to be to your team throughout the week? Is, does it have to be much deeper than it's week one, let's go? Or is there what, – what else do you tell them? I, I really don't think it has to be any deeper. I mean, uh, got a lot of seniors, a lot of excited seniors. Um, so if, if you can't get ready in, for week one of your senior year, then when can you, I guess? Um, so I'm, I'm excited about um, seeing what we're made of. This has been Kerry head football coach, John Mershman. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk with us and good luck on Friday against Hopewell. All right. Thank you very much. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk with Van Buren head football coach, Ethan Purser on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Due Purdue to substantial Studios. growth at Morgan Advanced Materials, we're hiring and want you to join our team. If you're looking for a competitive starting wage, Morgan Advanced Materials has production operator positions starting at $19.76 an hour with the potential of up to $23.91 an hour. Join our team at Morgan Advanced Materials located in Fostoria. Call us at 419-360 9751 or head to morganadvancedmaterials.com to launch a career that strives to make this world a better place. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a 25 cent shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Welcome Company family. this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Frickers Studios on ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB and Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you until 730. On Friday night, we'll have coverage of Week 1 
one of high school football with a non-conference battle between the Fall Story Redmond and the Van Buren Black Knights. You can hear it live Friday night on ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM. WFOB with Matt Common and Tom Grine. We're now pleased to be joined by Van Buren head football coach Ethan Purser here in the Frickers Zoom room. Coach, how you doing? Good. How about yourself? Thanks for having me on, man. So for you, let's go back to this past offseason, hired as the new Van Buren head coach after, of course, spending some time at Arcadius. What, what was that uh, process like to uh, get hired at Van Buren as their new head coach? Um, it was uh, it was a great process to go through. Um, interviews, they were, they were tough interviews, I would say, but super excited about starting over there. Uh, got a little late start to the game, so kind of just been playing – a little bit of catch up in the off season, uh, just like golf scramble, fundraisers, things like that. And then also getting uh, weight room stuff and practice plans squared away and when practices and camp days will be. So it's been a little bit on the hectic side in my household lately. So, so aside from obviously the change in general of just going from Arcadia to Van Buren, what are some of the big differences or changes you've uh, dealt with so far? Obviously, you just mentioned the kind of quicker timeline because of the timing of the process itself, but what have been some of the differences so far? Uh, just obviously more numbers is the big thing. That's what I, it was very uh, intriguing job for me. We, had, I mean, we got 43 kids on the roster. That's almost double what we had over at Arcadia. So um gives us better opportunities at practice to get things done and be able to, I mean, competing is the number one thing in football. You're competing against a guy in front of you. You're competing against a guy that's behind you, things like that. So it's it's been great seeing the kids over here compete and just buy into what we're asking them to do offensively and defensively um because it is a big change for them from what they ran last year offensively and defensively so they've just been really soaking it in uh trying to learn as much as possible as quickly as possible and i'm super happy about where we're at on both sides of the football right now with how much we've been able to install so and you allude to the changes you know offense defense and things of that nature but for, for some of these older guys and for really all of the older guys, you're now their third head coach over these last three years. Has that kind of made the transition? I don't know what the proper tech terminology is, but has it made it more difficult or are all the kids seemingly ready? Okay, doesn't matter that you're our third head coach in as many years. I understand what you're saying and, and we're buying in from the get-go. Uh, I have a lot of buy-in from the get-go. I feel like these kids, they've been – uh, great to work with. Um, very coachable kids. They want to learn. They're uh, students of the game for sure. Uh, biggest thing though is w just terminology. When so they've been, they called a quick out, a grass route. So kind of just trying to merge terminology to say like, well, this is what y'all called it last year. It's the same thing. We're speaking same terms. It's just we're, we're calling it something different. And that's been uh, kind of a little bit of a uh, learning curve for me just because i um, been able to call that for seven years, but also trying to adapt myself to be able to make it easier on our players has been uh, helpful for them as well. So, 
This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Fricker Studios on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB. Talking with Van Buren head football coach Ethan Purser. And last year there was a lot of shuffling with some of these different guys in some of the various roles. I know early on at least they played uh, multiple guys at the quarterback position. So has anyone kind of stood out as being your guy at the quarterback spot uh, so far leading up to the start of the season? Yeah, um, Parker Bauhar, senior, he'll be the starting quarterback for us this year. Um, he's showed us a lot of uh, great things at the quarterback position. He's able to uh, – he's making good reads, making good decisions. Um, not a lot of mistakes. I think he's grown a lot mature and matured. Uh, a lot of the coaches that were on staff last year said he's matured a bunch since the following year. Uh, and he's just that guy that's trying to lead in the locker room and lead outside of the practices and things like that. Um, great kid. Uh, super excited to see what he can do this year. He's been um, balling out lately for us, so that's been awesome to see. And you, of course, had a couple scrimmages leading up to the season. What were some of the big things of note from those scrimmages, whether it was a position group or a certain guy here or there? What were some of those uh, big things that stand out? Um, for us, scrimmage wise, um, I'd say one group that has stood out to me and have, has grown since the beginning is our offensive line and defensive line play. We've kind of shuffled a lot of kids around this year, uh, because we are, we were a little thin at offense and defensive line, but now we're, I feel we're in a great spot with them and it's been awesome to see them grow since when we started in May to where we are now and it's been night and day difference they've learned they've been getting in the playbook um and just it's been awesome to see how much they've grown uh also just seeing our guys compete in general when the sticks come out we just are putting together drives able to maintain um long long drives and which has been great to see and they're not getting frustrated of, oh, we haven't made a big play yet. They're fine with three, four, five yards a pop, which is awesome to see. And they're just buying into the system, which is amazing. And if I saw online correctly, was one of your scrimmages at Northwood? Yeah, we were at Northwood uh, last Friday. And I went to Northwood, so I asked this very selfishly. What was it like to be on that new turf? That turf was sweet. It looked amazing. Uh they said we were the first actual game on it. Not obviously not official game, but it was nice to play on. Um, the field was like, I mean, it looked awesome out there. So besides getting rained on at the end, <laughs> torrential downpour, everything else was great. So uh, this is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Frickers Studios talking with Van Buren head football coach Ethan Purser. Looking ahead to Friday night, guys, take on Fall Story, a team that has had their share of struggles over these last few seasons. What are some of the things that have stood out to you uh, in getting ready for Friday? Um, biggest thing is uh, just seeing Fall Story. They're super athletic this year. Uh, they got a bunch of skill guys that shown some obviously great potential. Uh, the the Makai Johnson um, and the Jordan Ferguson and Braden Harrison they look like they they're ready to rock and roll. Uh, their 
really good athlete, super tall. So just trying to make sure we're able to fit, defend those guys offensively. Um, and then quarterback play, they got a solid senior quarterback. He's very mobile. Uh, he likes to run the football, um, make some good decisions, just trying to make sure that we're able to um, keep him in the pocket, keep him contained. And then their running back, uh, Balderrama, kid runs hard. Uh, we saw a film against him uh, uh, with Port Clinton, and he ran the ball super hard, so it's 11 hats to the ball. Um, defensively, though, for them, they got some – their athletes are out there making plays, so we just got to make sure we're putting our guys in the best position to win those games. So, And you mentioned it with some of the different athletes that they have uh, on their side. Who are some of the either specific guys or some of the specific position groups that are going to uh, make sure they have uh, all the good things rolling on Friday in order to uh, come out of there with a win? Yeah, uh, position groups for us, I think our offensive line and defensive line are going to be huge uh, game changers for us on Friday night. And then also biggest thing for us is our receiving core, uh, running good routes, being able to block on the edge. And then our defensive backs, I mean, they have great athletes at the receiver position. So making sure that we're not giving up those big plays um, just because it's just something that they have and they they have that potential to be beat you deep every time. And then last thing, what is the message to your team uh, throughout the week leading into week one? Does it have to be much deeper than it's week one? Let's get after it. Or what exactly uh, would the message be to your guys? Uh, message is to start off on the right note. Uh, this is a huge season for the seniors. Uh, so we have to be able to be ready from the go. We need to outlast our opponents, protect the football, make sure we're playing mistake free. And then also just knowing we don't need any dumb penalties throughout the game. We can't set ourselves back uh, behind the sticks. So just trying to preach that and make sure our guys are buying into what we're doing and, and we should be good to go on Friday night. This has been Van Buren head football coach Ethan Purser. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk with us. Good luck on Friday against Fostoria. All right. Thanks, man. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk with Fostoria head football coach Derek Kidwell. Due to substantial NWO growth at Morgan Advanced Materials, from. we're hiring and want you to join our team. If you're looking for a competitive starting wage, Morgan Advanced Materials has production operator positions starting at $19.76 an hour with the potential of up to $23.91 an hour. Join our team at Morgan Advanced Materials located in Fostoria. Call us at 419-360-9751 or head to morganadvancedmaterials.com to launch a career that strives to make this world a better place. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a 25 cent shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the hey, Ropey Holding back Company to the family. NWO Orthopedics Huddle from the Fricker Studio on Classic Hits 96.7 and ESPN 1430 AM and 105.7 FM. I'm Bart Wilson and I'm talking with Faustoria head coach Derek Kidwell about their first game of the season this coming Friday. 
heading into this season? What are some of the goals that you wanted to work on going into training camp this year? Yeah, you know, so we, we just wanted to improve position by position and get better each day and each rep. Uh, we really spent a lot of quality time with our young kids, our freshmen and sophomores. We have such a veteran group coming back. Um, so that's been very productive for us in both scrimmages. Our young kids have looked uh, very organized and and like they're ready to play high school football. Um, you know, we got a, a good solid group of veterans coming back with a three-year starter quarterback, several two- and three-year starters at receiver, um, a couple linemen that have played for us in the past. And then you flip it over to defense. Those those same kids play defense for us. They're, you know, they're – play secondary and defensive ends for us. And we got a starter back at inside linebacker and our, our down three have all played significant minutes for us. So, um, you know, we've got about 16 returning lettermen coming back, about seven, seven, eight starters back on both sides of the ball. Um, but we were two and 18 last year. We were better than two and eight, but that's what our record was. So that's who we are. Um, but we strive to be better this year. We strive to be more competitive uh, in, in the games in our league with the upper echelon opponents. And, uh, you know, we're excited to show up this week and, and practice and know that it's meaningful practice because we have an opponent this Friday that uh, is not just a scrimmage, but it's, it's the first of, of 10 opportunities for us to go on and, and compete and, and to win a football game. And these seniors have worked extremely hard since, um, since the end of last season to prove um, that they want to put a winning product on the field. And we're excited about the strides that we've made. Yeah, that, that's kind of something I wanted to get into a little bit was talking about some of the senior play, especially a significant player coming back, your quarterback under center, Gavin Miller. You know, how are you going to try to utilize him this year? I know most of uh, the plays last year run past options, but also a lot of balls thrown deep. You know, how are you tending, uh, looking to utilize him this year? Yeah, you know, his development has gotten better each and every season he's been with us. Um, a lot of it is due to his work ethic and, and him spending time studying film and and getting the guys together in the spring and throwing and going to some summer camp. So he, he's developed very, very fast as a quarterback. And having him for a third year just opens up our offense a lot more, um, gives him a lot more freedom and control at the line of scrimmage to check us into good plays and get us out of bad plays. He's very comfortable with his receiving core because he's had it for two to three years. Uh, that's definitely a strength of our football team is, is our receivers. Um, we've got two nice running backs this year, and you know Matthew Baldarama and Lance Miller, both of them play defense for us, both have started for us in the past. So, you know, we we got potential to be very good offensively. This is going to be a matter of if our offensive line can, can get better each and every day and each and every Friday night. If they can hold up and give us time to uh, – if they can protect and let us get the ball down the field, and if they can create some running lanes for us, we'll be pretty potent on offense if, if we can stay healthy. Um, but with Gavin, he uh, you know he understands his offense very well. He he knows how to to read the defense the way we want. He knows how we're trying to attack a defense, and each week it'll it'll vary depending on our opponents. Um, so and and that's challenging for him, and he likes that. You know he's he's a studier. Uh, he likes to watch film. He, he likes to ask questions, and it's just been neat to see his growth over the four years that I've had him. And in talking about growth, uh, especially there's two other players that come into my head as well, is which is uh, 
Makai Johnson and Jordan Ferguson. I mean, what what have you seen that they've approved upon from last year to this season? Yeah, you know, Jordan, you know, Jordan has a phenomenal work ethic. Uh, you know, he's always in the weight room or in the gym getting shots up and um doesn't miss a football workout unless it is conflicted with some basketball stuff that he did this summer, which I was okay with. Um so, you know, he, he was voted captain uh, by his peers, and rightfully so. Um, you know, so he uh, we moved him defensively from defensive end. We moved him to free safety um, just because he can be a ball hawk, and he's so so cerebral, um, and he'll sit back there and, and let things develop in front of him and not, not get anxious. So it's been a good move for him defensively to move him to free. Um, offensively, both of those two are going to be matchup problems. Um, for teams, um, you know, Makai thinned down a little bit. Got some baby fat off of him from his junior year. Um, had a very good junior year in basketball, and we expect big things out of him in, in this year in football. Um, he's got probably the softest set of hands we have on the team. You know, he's a big body. He, he likes to be physical when need be mm-hmm. as a receiver, and, and he wants the ball. And he has a knack of just getting open. And when he has contested catches, he usually comes up with them. So. Um, you know, there'll be some jump ball opportunities for him during the season, but there'll also be a lot of a lot of situations where we put uh, three receivers to the right and he'll be singled up on the backside by himself. And, you know, that's, that's in our opinion, that's to our advantage. If he can get a, a corner one-on-one, we feel that we'll win that battle more times than not. Now, you talked a little bit about your defense and kind of just looking a little bit at that defensive side. There were some struggles last year. What have been some of the changes heading into this season to try to improve that defense, stack it up a little bit more? Yeah, so last year we switched from a, a forefront to a 50 front to a, a 5-2 front. So it was new to our, it's kind of new to our kids, and we knew we would have some bumps in the road. Um, and, you know, we've kept that defense implemented this season. So it's just been another, been a second year of them uh, getting the terminology and getting the technique and the fundamentals down. So, you know, we expect to have a, a more improved defense this year. We got uh, seven, eight starters back on that on that unit. Um, but it's all going to start with our defensive line up front. Um, you know, Trent Kirby, you know, he's a three-year starter as a junior for us. Um, Tony Hernandez will play a lot of defensive line for us as long as and slip over and play offensive line. Um, Caleb Shuby is is a one-way player for us, and he plays nose guard. He's a very fast and quick and and mean kid. Um, he should really cause some problems for some centers this year. And then we got linebackers, and we got three linebackers that we'll be using this year with Matthew Baldarama, um, Silas Rainey, and uh, Cameron Pedway. All three of them are uh, a little, they're kind of undersized, but they, they're very fast. So, uh, you know, we want to kind of use our speed to get under blocks or beat an offensive lineman to a spot so we can be aggressive at, at stopping the run. We feel our secondary uh, is a strength, um, and that's that's just kind of natural for us because they were our strength on offense, the secondary. Um, you know, Lance Miller will be one corner for us. Braden Harrison will be the other corner. Both of those two started last year for us. Um, we got Jordan Ferguson at free safety, and then we got Julius Robinson playing strong safety for us as a kid who played for us as a freshman and then transferred the Fremont Ross for a year and now he's back with us and he'll be a he'll be a big time playmaker for us this year defensively. He just has a knack 
an act to get to the ball. He, he likes physical contact, so he'll, people will hear, hear his name called on the radio a lot or called on the PA a lot when we're on defense because he just swarms through the football and makes plays. Um, so, you know, with that being said, as long as we can not allow a team to line up and run it right down our throat, if we can get teams in second and long, third and long passing situations, um, you know, we feel sorry advantage because we'll have Dylan Holmes uh, at one defensive end and we have Makai Johnson at the other defensive end and we're just letting them get loose and try to get after the quarterback. And we feel both of those two can uh, can get to the quarterback um, at, with ease if if they keep their technique and they listen to our coaching. Now you're looking to Friday this week for the first regular season game of the 2023 season. You're on the road against Van Buren, a non-conference game for you guys, but definitely a game that you can start off on the right foot. What have you seen from this Black Knights team that you're kind of honing in on to get your guys ready for this game on Friday? Yeah, so, you know, we've, we've exchanged fun with them for their both of their scrimmages. Um, you know, it's a new coaching staff over there, so I'm sure – uh, they're still in a learning phase, learning process over there. But they're a multiple formation team offensively. Um, they'll give you two backs, they'll give you one backs, and then they'll give you some some different um, stick eye formations. So you got to prepare for a lot when you prepare for for their offense. Um, they're a little undersized compared to the teams we see in our league up front. Um, they will throw the ball a, a little bit, but. Uh, they obviously want to run the ball more than they want to throw the ball, so we'll have to be physical up front. Uh, we'll have to win the first down battle and try to get them in second, third, and long so we can get some pressure um, on them. And then defensively for them, you know, they're a 4-3 or 4-2 uh, defense. And uh, the film that we've seen on them, they appear to want to play man-to-man um, all night long, uh, all over the field. So if, if that's their philosophy uh, Friday, you know, we feel very good about our receivers winning our matchups and having a three-year starter quarterback. You know, I feel very comfortable that he'll he'll make his pre-snap reads and, and go to the right receivers when we have passes called. Um, but we also still want to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, they do they do blister backers a lot in the inside gaps. So our center and guards and our running back will have to have their heads up and communicate. So we so we're clean on pass protection. But if we can we can solidify the pocket and give Gavin a time to survey the field with them trying to play man or even man free, having one free safety. We feel like, you know, we could have a big night in the passing game. You know, it's always great to open up a game at home, but whenever you go on the road, it's a little bit different. What, what does that do for a team to have your first game be away and get a win? Yeah. You know, it can go a long ways with the mental aspect with, with teenagers. If you can get that first victory under your belt. You know, it's been several years since we've won a, a, a week one game. Um, traditionally, we have, we've opened up with O'Carver, who has been a very, uh, very stout opponent and very, uh, very good program in Northwest Ohio for the last several years. So it's probably been uh, five, six years since we've won a, a week one game. I know we did beat them back in 18 or 19, I believe, week one. So it's been a while. Um, but it, it'll be nice to just hop on a bus. You know, it's a short bus ride, so it's essentially almost a home game. You know, we've got to go down around 6:13, so that ain't bad. But it'll be nice to get off a bus and get in the locker room and get to get into our pregame rituals and let our kids just focus. You know, put some game game gear on they haven't worn it since last year, 
um, and our kids are excited. You know, we need we need to continue to have a good week of focus, physical practice, and clean everything up on Thursday. And then, uh, you know, everything's mental from there until 7 o'clock on Friday night. But, well, you know, we're excited about the opportunity to go over there. We've, you know, neither of these schools have ever played each other in football before. So this will be the first time we've ever met on the, on the grass. Um, so it, it'll be exciting. You know, I know our seniors are very anxious to go on and compete under the lights with a game that matters, not just a scrimmage. Um, we haven't shown a whole lot of things that we do offensively in our scrimmages. We've kind of kept a lot of stuff to ourselves. I mean, we just thought that was the best thing for us. We kind of kept it very basic in our scrimmages. So our kids are excited with that aspect to know that we'll open up the offense a little bit more now that the season is here. But, uh, you know, these seniors have worked uh, around the clock you know, for this opportunity, and, you know, they don't want us to let us slip through their fingers. So, Come 7 o'clock on Friday night, it'll be up to our seniors and, and our senior leadership to, to see how we do. I'm definitely looking forward to that game on Friday, Coach, and, and best of luck for this season as well. Thank you so much for uh, talking to me today. Thank you. Once again, I'm Bart Wilson, and after a quick break, Lance and Matt will talk with Finley High School's head football coach, Stefan Adams, here on the NWO Orthopedics. Hi, this Sports is Dawn from the Classic from the Hits Bears. Morning Show, and I've just heard that not all roofs are created equal. Is that true? That is true, Don. It's solely dependent on the people installing it. Hi, folks. This is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. We're a family-owned company that's been in business since 1936. We're a full-service roofing contractor that have been working on both residential and commercial roofs. So no matter what type of roof you want, we have the expertise and the crews needed to install and maintain your roof for years to come. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no obligation inspection and quote today. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Welcome back on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Frickers Studios on ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB and Classic It's 96.7 WBVI Lance Morris. Matt Common here with you until 730. This Friday night, the Finley Trojans open up the 2023 season in a big way, taking on defending state champion Central Catholic Friday night at Donnell Stadium to kick off their season. We are now pleased to be joined by Finley High School's head football coach, Stephen Adams here in the Frickers Zoom room. Coach, how you doing? I'm good. How you guys doing? Oh, we are doing good. Thank you once again for taking the time to talk with us. Always look forward to catching up with you week by week. Absolutely. 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 So for you, let's go to the off season. Another big yeah. off season for, for you, your family settling in for now, already into your third season uh, with Finley in the head coach capacity. So what was the off season like for you, you know, getting ready to uh, ramp up leading into the season? Yeah, um, I would say definitely uh, progressed. Um, you know, we, my wife was pregnant with our second child, so uh, that adds an extra layer. And then, of course, still trying to to really improve and get to year three uh, to where I think the, the kids have a true understanding now of what we're expecting. And, and I think the kids have met that expectation, you know, in a great way. So uh, it's been a great offseason. It's been a busy one uh, between family, in football, between recruiting, 
Um, it's been a gauntlet, from, but it's been a gauntlet in the best way possible, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, well, Coach, I'll start my question with a statement. Congratulations on kid number two being on <laughs> yes, the way. That's, that, that, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm sure 14 sure. years from now will be a fantastic <laughs> linebacker or running back for Finley High School. So uh, it's going to be fantastic for you guys. I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. But um, like looking at this offseason as well, th- there were some other on-the-field incredible things you mentioned the recruiting you mentioned we are family uh, some of the stuff that you guys did through the offseason the one that stands out to me um another congratulations in order for actually winning that seven on seven tournament i believe that was at ohio state correct me if i'm wrong yeah on that one yeah um, yeah can can you talk us through that a little bit because the highlights were all over twitter i think they showed up on espn a little bit in some capacity (laughs) i mean it was it was a big deal yeah no we were you know i think for there, you know, we understand, and I think you guys know that. Like, we understand, a, you know, winning a seven on seven doesn't mean we're going to win a state championship, right? That's that's the goal, that's what we're striving for. But what it does mean for us, and why it even meant so much, is because I think the kids have really have truly invested in the off season. They've really stepped up and have really responded to what we've asked them to do. We raised kind of the bar a little bit, raised our uh, workouts to four days a week in the morning and I would say from the time that we started to really camp we probably had about 100 workouts you know so you're talking about true dedication true guys who've really been there from day one and have created such a strong investment that I think it was kind of one of those deals where you know all the hard work all the time that was invested all the time spent really really worked out for the greater of the good for the team and Man, it kind of showed the guys, okay, you know, once again, we don't know what this means moving forward, but it does validate all the hard work that we've both gone into dedicating to getting better at your craft. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Frickers Studios. It's Morris Matt Common Talk with Finley High School's head football coach, Stefan Adams. And as we were alluding to before we uh, got on the air, now officially also in a new conference as you shift over from the track to the NLL course still a few weeks away from the start of actual conference play and that of course changes up the start of your season because last season every non-conference game was an nll team that of course had to shift for this year so what are some of the kind of overall thoughts on uh, the league change and you know looking forward to forward to that yeah i think first it's important to say i mean we we don't dismiss or take away anything that has been done or um produced within us being in the the track right the track was a great conference uh, very competitive, you know, uh, the parochial schools, of course. But, uh, you know, we, we we enjoyed our time. We enjoyed the competition. But I think, you know, looking at this opportunity, it was an opportunity for like-minded schools to really come together um, and really form something special uh, moving forward. Uh, I know I'm excited. We're excited. I think the idea of just right, like new traditions, um, new new facilities that we get to go to, I think all of that's exciting and creates an exciting time. So we're, we're, we're really excited about the opportunity. I think uh, the commissioner, Robert Brown, has done a great job in his communication and just some of the different things they do within their league. Uh, we're really excited about that. You know, partnering with, uh, you know, was it BCSN and um, being able to kind of showcase a lot of the schools and not just the sports, but really activities and athletics. I think it's a really exciting time for for the league and exciting time for us as well too, uh, coming into something very new and 
uh, very inviting and warm. And coach, just to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, I, I mean, it's no secret. You, you guys were among many that changed conferences this off season. It kind of, kind of <laughs> felt like what was happening at the NCAA level trickled down to the high school level <laughs> a little bit with some new mega conferences forming throughout yep. uh, Northwest Ohio and really just throughout Ohio period. Um, you mentioned that you guys are excited about it. Do you feel then like some of these conference realignments at the high school level are going to end up being a pretty good thing for high school football, in Northwest Ohio in general? Cause I know there's some who are a little bit leery about it, a little concerned, like, Oh, what happens once this one conference may lose other bigger name yeah. teams or bigger name uh, draws by the same token. Right. I mean, that, that NLL now is just stacked with you guys and some of the others that are joining it. Well, I think that's exactly it. Right. I think uh, I understand the concern for others and I think teams, uh, it sounds like they made some decisions, even within the NLL, to you know, remove themselves and find elsewhere, right? Uh, I think the way they have it set up with kind of the, the, the big school uh, and the, the, the bigger schools and the big schools and the bigger schools, um, the way they have it set up is very equitable. I think it works. I think it makes sense. Um, the way they're going to look at the numbers constantly through the years uh, to kind of put teams where they belong and in which uh, division. I think it's a very, very good thing, right? I think it's going to create more opportunities overall. And at the end of the day, I think, you know, in our case, and I, I can't speak to others, but I think it's just the idea of getting like-minded schools together was really kind of the thought behind it. Um, and, you know, it, it's working out. I think it'll work out very well for us. And I think the competition, I don't care anybody says it, there's no droppage in competition. And I can say with football and across multiple sports, if anything, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's going to be a gauntlet, like you said. Um, so I think it's a good thing. I, I think it, in this case here for us, it works well. And like I said, I just we're all excited about the idea of competition and how much we're going to, have to raise our level of competition, uh, and also the continuous exposure for our, our schools and our programs. Talking Finley High School's head football coach Stefan Adams here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Frickers Studios. Classic hits ninety six seven WBVI, ESPN fourteen thirty AM one oh five point seven FM. WFOB, of course, had to replace a good amount of seniors from last year's team, of yeah. course, including Luke Montgomery, among others. Who have been some of the guys that maybe they played a little bit or maybe they had most of their time on the JV level? Who are some of those guys that maybe didn't see the field a whole lot last year that are looking to step into some uh, different roles this season? Yeah, uh, I think, you know, we start with the skill positions. I, I think of, uh, you know, the one guy, uh, Javante Hill, he did play at the varsity level last year and um, got an injury and, and we lost him for the rest of the season. He's back out healthy, stronger, uh, bigger, faster, stronger, the whole nine yards. He's back and rolling. Um, Austin Hasselback was a guy also who really was kind of, um, you know, in the lineup and then kind of just finding his wings as time went on. Uh, he's had a great off season and a great camp, uh, great first two scrimmages. And then you add in, um, you know, you add in, uh, you know, Matthew Guthrie, who for us last year was kind of a swing guy and, uh, kind of used him as a utility a receiver, running back, kick returner, defense. Like, this is a great athlete, one right, one of our best athletes overall. Uh, I, I can see those guys having a bigger year this year and an expanded role um, in our in our offense. Um, if we look at kind of our offensive line, I'll be completely transparent. We have some new guys in, in, in the mix. Uh, we lost uh, five total last year, four starters. And uh, so you're replacing them, and we got some young guys step up. We had uh, some new faces in our program, 
So, you know, that's been fun to watch. I think on the defense side of the ball, you're thinking about uh, – I'm thinking right now of, of an Israel Moore at corner who played JV last year. He's a track kid and got great speed. Um, he's had a phenomenal, phenomenal summer and, 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 and summer and fall camp and uh, put himself in a great position to be a starter this year. And then there's a couple of guys sprinkled on the defensive line as well, too. Ian Smith, Keegan Klotz, guys who got some minutes last year, played JV as well, and, and look to have an expanded role. So I'm super excited to see what those guys are, are ready to do when, when the lights are really bright. And, Coach, you, you mentioned a lot of players. First of all, let me say once again, my offer for one year of eligibility is still <laughs> and always will be on the table for you on that offensive line. I don't know how well it will go from a speed perspective, but I just need to yeah. be able to, like, just get in front of them and we should be That's okay. That's it. That's it. Make them go, make them go east and west. Right? That's, that's how <laughs> I get to our quarterback. <laughs> but speaking of the quarterback, I, I think we'd be missing a big point here. You have arguably one of the premier prospects, not just in the region, but in the state of Ohio with Ryan Montgomery under center. Can you talk about his development this off season, going from sophomore to junior and frankly, just the level of accolades that are starting to come his way. How has he been responding to that type of attention for lack of a better term? Yeah. Um, you know, I think <laughs> Ryan, I'm just laughing because I'm just a lot of things came into my brain as you were asking the question about him. But uh, you know, he's had a great offseason. I mean, um, I think for him, you know, going from being a freshman, starting you know game three, uh, and then having some early, early growing pains to to having a lot of success uh, that second half of that season with the group that he was with, you know, really kind of catapulted him and and kind of in the recruiting world. You know, then come back last year and we had a, a decent year and had our had our struggles from losing that many experienced seniors and, and, and game guys, game like guys. You know, it he was hungrier more than ever. Um obviously the recruiting thing's a big thing, but I can really tell you, I mean, he really made a conservative effort this offseason and this summer really to just be focused on football and his teammates. Um, you know, let the recruiting kind of come to him and let things kind of just settle out. So that's been fun to watch because I think, you know, think of the, take the seven on seven, right? Like last year we were out pretty early uh, in, in the advancement or playoffs of the seven on seven. Well, this year, the continuity of the receivers, the continuity of him and the coaches, like everything was, everything was just clicking, but I think it was due to really just bearing down and getting better at his craft, but also really getting better at being uh, the best leader that he can be to help uh, elevate his teammates play as well too. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Frickers Studios. Lance Morris, Matt Common talking with Finley High School's head football coach, Stefan Adams. You had mentioned some of the scrimmages from uh, the offseason, of course, taking on uh, St. Mary's and Wayne. Anything yeah. from those scrimmages in particular stand out to you as something you wanted to see uh, heading into week one? I just, wanted to see, I just wanted to see the program advance. I wanted to see kind of where we were, kind of how we looked, how we took the field, how we were in warm-ups. Just, I know it sounds like, you know, nothing to other people maybe but to me it's everything right like how, how do we physically look you know what's our approach what's our mentality are we coming out fast are we waiting now, the last two years we've kind of sputtered in the beginning of the season and then turns it on in the second half of the season well obviously in year three i want to see that growth like are we coming out fast or the first series if it's defense or offense or even special teams like how are we coming out how are we responding and you know i saw a lot of those things and i even saw just kind of a us 
really like getting through most of the games very clean. And when I say very clean, I mean we we were lining up smooth and well. We were communicating well, and we were executing at a pretty pretty efficient level. So uh, that's what I wanted to see from us. Like, just what what was the growth? If you came and saw us and said, "Hey, I've watched uh, this program the last two years, and man, like they just look different this year." Like that's what I feel like we were able to to have happen. And you know, like I said, even with the first year and all the success we had as the second half of the year, you know, at this group, it, you know, looked like a group ready to go right away. And and I think uh, for me, that's that's where the growth is. Uh, Coach, you, you just mentioned the growth and development, so I definitely want to double down on that because please, 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 we 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 make it a we make it no secret. We think you're one of the best motivators in the region. That, well, that, we, that. we we have to finish our weekly interview with me saying I need my juice <laughs> for Friday night. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the the one thing that always sticks out to me is that you you consistently preach and mention to talk about the growth almost over everything else. So now year three in this program. You, yep. You're really down to that last senior class that you inherited as opposed to starting with. Are, are, are you seeing those finishing touches on that growth and the buy-in into yes. your version of the Finley program versus what they had before? 100%. And I think that's kind of the hardest thing to sell to people and kids sometimes is patience, <laughs> right? And And even trying to remind ourselves as well, too, like, this is a process. I mean, like, you know, all, of, of all, above all else, you know, the group that I that I came in with my first year, like I knew those guys, but I knew them as an assistant coach. Like then it's now a head coach role, you know, and, and those guys have had four coaches in, in four years. And then, you know, the next year, like those guys have had you know, three different coaches, you know. So it's like this year, it's like, you know, the continuity is there, right? The seniors have now been with me for a third year. Um you know, the group of guys that, uh, the, the, the juniors, they, they, all they know is, me. um, you know, so just those little things matter. And I think just the message and, you know, I can say Ryan Montgomery, Ashton Yeager, those guys have known me since seventh grade. So like, just now that there's continuity, there's continuity in staff, there's complete buy-in. There is no like, and buy-in, when I say that, like, it's not to ever say people weren't bought in. It was just, you know, you're trying to get a message home and, and trying to drive that message home takes time. And truly understanding the expectations and meeting those expectations. And when it's constantly me driving it home, I, I don't think that's a, a benefit to a team, right? When when the kids are reinforcing it and, and then the kids are reinforcing the message and they're the ones getting on guys and being accountable, like that's where we are right now, where for me, it's it's so much fun to watch. Like, I don't have to say anything like it's the kids saying it. And I, I, when I say that, I mean, like it's a player led program more than it is a coach led program. If I'm the only one saying it, I'm just dad, just yelling all the time. Right. But when a kid's saying, Hey man, you know, Hey, you gotta be on time. You know, well, well I'm two minutes before. No, you gotta be 10 minutes before. Like that's the stuff I'm seeing this year. That's magical. That really, like I said, we'll see what it all means when we get on the field. But I, I think if we do those things, right. We, which we are, I think that does contribute to, to just looking the part and having some success. Talking with Finley High School's head football coach, Stefan Adams, here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Frickers Studios. And you mentioned, you know, the different things going on in terms of the cohesion with the coaching staff, players, all that good stuff. Do you feel like, hand-in-hand uh, hand with that, do you feel like you and the team and the staff, have you guys all kind of fully adjusted to the season starting a little earlier than it has over 
the years prior now with the expanded playoffs and all that that good stuff or is that something that still is like oh yeah we're getting ready that much sooner rather than uh, we have in the past no it's still i mean eric no matter they move it up they move it back we have everything in that we need to have in you know know, it's always that no matter so i think everybody's in the same boat making sure that you have the right things in uh to go into game one right um but obviously you want to go and start with a bang. So I think we're, we're at a good spot. I, I like where we are. I think there's obviously more that we want to do, but we also got to understand where our kids are. We're also at game one, right? So uh, I think we've adjusted well. I think there's always, you know, the state had did a great job by, uh, in my opinion, and I know there's still some gray area there, but like allowing us to have those early days in May, um, you know, I know that might have, you know, people look at it like, oh, that can take away from other sports. But we try to be smart about using it really to just make sure we're able to install and get what we need to get in um, and then get out there and kind of see what guys can do and have early evaluations. So that's sped things up a little bit in the well. And then also giving us, you know, five days between the month, the July 15th and 31st to do our acclimation period like that helps out as well, too. So, you know, I think the state has done a good job of looking at, hey, what do we need? How do we implement these things to make sure everybody's having success? I think we've done just that. Oh, well, coach, you kind of stole my thunder because I was going to ask you about those affirmation days in particular, because uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, we joked with uh, coach Mershman when we talked with him about uh, the affirmation days. Like I, I remember day two of hitting was another team <laughs> in terms of back in the yes. day of getting, yes. getting used to hitting and being in the pad. So uh, I'm glad to hear that it's, uh, your program seems to really have taken it and ran with it in terms of the changes from the OHSAA, but uh, oh, you mentioned having that time to get the install, get the stuff in a little bit earlier, get a little bit earlier on the evaluations. Going into this week, do any of those evaluations change now that it's, okay, we're, we're live. Let's see how the kids are responding now for a live situation, getting ready for a game, prepping for a game. Do, does that change the evaluations at all? Or are you really seeing the same like type of effort and output from the kids that you were getting in the off season as well. Yeah, we're still we're still seeing it. I think um, you know, I think it'll be you know, I think personally, it's nice to have this week, um, you know, to to be able to really kind of lock in and focus on 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 football. But in some ways, I think it will be good next week when the kids are back in school and have a because we've been at it pretty hard and, and pretty aggressively, right? So I, I think it will be a good thing to get them back and get their mind off it because I don't want I, don't, I always say I never wanted people to feel as if like. You know, football, you know, these are high school kids. I want them, I would love them too, but I understand there's more out there. So I'm seeing the same ever energy level. I'm seeing the same effort. I'm seeing the excitement. I thought yesterday we had a good practice. I think just the, the fight with our kids is, uh, is just to continue to hit home the message of why embracing the process is, is, is the best thing for you. Not looking too far ahead, being present in the moment. And I think our guys have done a really good job. And I was really, really encouraged by yesterday's practice to watch guys so engaged and, and to, to match the intensity. And like, it's not something that the coaches have to do. It's something that they're just buying into. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Fricker Studios on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB. Lance Morris, Matt Common here talking with Finley High School's head football coach, Stefan Adams. Looking ahead to Friday night, you guys will take on Central Catholic. Of course, always a tough team to take on at any point in this season. So what are some of the big things you're looking forward to seeing in that one on Friday? Well, you know, for a lot of respect to Coach Dempsey and his program, I'm looking to kind of see uh... – you know, where, where we are in our process and the progression of our program. Um, I think it's a very formidable opponent, of course. 
uh, excited to, for the matchup, excited to go out there and compete and, and um, watch our guys uh, embrace the idea of competition. Uh, so I'm super excited to see, see uh, obviously them come with their, with their well, well-traveled uh, fan base and us with the excitement of game one and you know week before school starts. Uh, just really excited for the opportunity to go out there and compete, and I think uh, our kids are as well too. Yeah, and coach, really not much of a secret as well that you look at the start of your schedule this year. It, it is uh, a gauntlet is probably an understatement that comes to mind right off the jump. But w- what would you say for this first half of the season? You're looking at looking at. I know you take one week at a time, but you really say that this Central Catholic game is going to be a pretty good litmus test to see where you guys might be standing in the early stage of this year, because you go right from central Catholic to Lima senior, which depending on the year could be either fun or a nightmare. Sylvania Southview, <laughs> and then right into clay and Fremont Ross after that, it, it seems like once again, someone who loves competition, like you talk about regularly, you guys picked some competition for the first half of the season. Yeah, we were used to it though. You know, I mean, look at the last two years of the goal that we had the last two years, right? You know, going out and being able to, you know, first two games were Perrysburg and Anthony Wayne. Uh, then you're going to Whitmer and Central Catholic. Like, there's no rest for the weary. You know, I can say that. So we're, we're, we're accustomed to that. And, I, and I, I do feel excited because I do feel more than any other year we were prepared and ready because that's what we've done. We, we were, we've been used to that. So... I think we'll be excited about getting up for the level of competition we're going to see week in and week out. And you're right. One, it is one game at a time. And, you know, I, I actually kind of laughed there for a second when you were pointing out the schedule. I had no idea who was even in week three, week four. So, um, yeah, I know we're, we're excited to go out there and compete and, and, and get better against Central Catholic. And then we'll go from there. No, well, we're happy to help on that one, Coach, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> So looking at looking at Friday, what are some of the uh, position groups or maybe specific players that if they have a good game or, you know, are up to the quote Finley standard, who are those kind of guys that if they play to a certain level, Friday will come out with that win? Yeah, I think obviously we, 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 you know, how I say this. There, there are there are guys, but I don't want to put that on one person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's where football is amazing and beautiful. I think really it comes down to just the continued confidence in what we're what we're doing, the game plan, and so forth. And I think if everybody does their job, because I think truly, when we talk about our scheme defensively and offensively, and even on special teams, literally, I mean it to you. We've been pounding it into their head. If everybody does their responsibility to their maximum effort, like it gives us a chance. Um, and I think that was very evident of a play we had against uh, Wayne when we scored our first touchdown. And you watch all linemen are blocking are blocking and giving effort. Our, our uncovered lineman was blo- helping out blocking another guy. Our receivers ran their routes fast and perfectly. Our running back got up there and he made a perfect block and helped out with a chip. And then when we scored, everybody ran down the field. Like, I think that was a moment where it was kind of like I told the team, all 11 of you did what you were supposed to do and look what happened. You know, so I think really I don't want to put it on one person. I really want to put it on the idea of us as coaches, you know, providing the, the best game plan we can prepare for our kids, our kids going out and executing and making sure that we get them to execute at a high level, and then we'll go from there. So I think by nature of that, there will be some individual performances that will come up. But I think overall it's going to take everybody uh, doing their role with, with max effort. And including that, everybody doing their role with max effort, you are – 
always someone who enjoys letting the fans know that their their efforts are appreciated and needed. What what are you expecting from the fan base Friday night, especially against a very well traveling Central Catholic fan base as well? I am definitely expecting a lot of excitement, a lot of passion. Um, we kicked off last week against Huber Heights Wayne. It was our our you know our Trojan community night, and um, based on the the amount of people that were there for the, the three o'clock to five o'clock deal to the people that came right away and jumped in and hopped in the stands. Like I'm expecting a very excited crowd and very uh, anxious to get things kicked off here. So super excited. I, I, you guys have heard me a million times that I don't care what anybody said. Our, that's everybody provides a Friday night experience and our, and our fans, our band, our cheerleaders uh, definitely help out with that atmosphere in our student section. So I'm excited for Friday night. I hope it's packed. I hope it's jam-packed. I hope it's loud. It's rowdy the whole nine yards. I'm looking forward to it. Coach, <laughs> you know what I need? It's yes, week sir. one of the season. We got a gauntlet ahead of us. Yes, sir. I I need it. Matt needs his juice from Coach Adams. I need I need to run go, through man. a brick wall we, and leave a Matt-sized hole. That's what I need right now. We 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 know we know this, man. I think it comes down to this. You know, a lot of work and 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 a lot of work, a lot of a lot of exhaustion, a lot of uh, a lot of things went into this offseason, a lot of commitment, a lot of being completely questionable about is this something that people want to do. Uh, a lot of that's going on this offseason, but at the end of the day, I think what we've built was the idea of self-belief, yeah, the idea of being able to look in, inside of yourself and realize that there's so much more that you can give than what you even know. And I think the kids have pulled it out of the coaches. I think the coaches have pulled it out of the kids. So let's go out there and let's kind of, I told the guy, let's, let's, let's go out there and be ourselves, right? Like I'm good enough too. you know, I'm good enough to go out there and coach the best game of my life. And the kids are good enough to go out there and play the best game of their life. And I think we have guys that can make plays and, you know, Hey, guess what? When you go out there and I see my receivers catching passes, my lineman blocking, my linebackers tackling, getting downhill, my DBs making plays and getting PBUs. Like we're good enough too. like, we're, we're a really good football team and we can do some amazing things as long as we stay within the limits of our program. So just, Continue to believe in yourself, believe in the person you are, believe in the work that you put in, believe in everything that we're telling you as coaches. We've spent a lot of time engaging in um, engaging the summer and a lot of team bonding, fellowship Fridays, going down to Ohio Wesleyan. All that was done for this moment here to, one, believe in ourselves, believe in our program, but more importantly, to believe in each other. And, you know, if we do that, we'll go out there and we can be successful because uh, nobody can kind of interfere with 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 the love that we have for each other and what we're willing to do uh, for each teammate. So uh, self-belief, believe in yourself, believe in the team, believe in the coaching staff, believe in our, in who we are. Let's go out there and make plays and have some fun. God, it's been a long off season. I missed that so much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's where right. I'm at, man. That's, that's what it's about all year long. Week one, we're back. That's great. <laughs> we're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, this has been Finley High School's head football coach, Stefan Adams. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk with us. Good luck on Friday against Central Catholic. Thank you, guys. I greatly appreciate it. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. We'll come back to talk other things going on in the sports world here on the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. Attention Northwest Ohio. If you have a trade, Taylor Kia wants to make a deal. Are you stuck in a current loan or lease? Taylor Kia wants to get you released. Do you have a job clearing $350 per week? You are virtually approved. Save up to $5,000 off. Select brand new Kias. Get low interest rates. 0.9% APR for 48 months. Or lease a 2023 Kia Sorento LX for only $295. 
$25 per month. That's a brand new SUV for under $300. Plus, drive away this month in any new tailored Kia with zero down. Zero down. down. Hurry in and get approved for your new Kia today. Even if you owe thousands on your current vehicle, Taylor Kia wants to get you released. Shop 24-7 at TaylorAuto.com or stop in one of our three convenient locations. Taylor Kia in Toledo, Findlay, and Lima. I'm Steve Taylor, and I want to see you in a Kia. To qualify buyers, 36 month lease with 3999 signing plus taxes and fees. 10K annual miles. No security deposit required. Plus finance through KMF 0.9 APR on Kia EVs. Dealer retains rebates and incentives. Offers expired 9323. Back we are on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Fricker Studios on ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM. WFOB Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you until 730. Big thanks to Cary Head Football Coach John Mershman, Van Buren Head Football Coach Ethan Purser, Story head football coach Derek Kidwell and Finley High School's head football coach Stefan Adams for joining us. If you miss any part of our show today or just want to hear it again, head over to WFOB.com. Click on the podcast page. You can hear today's show and our shows and interviews from past seasons. And we might not be physically at the Frickers in Finley, but stop in for their daily specials. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings day. Tuesday, frickin' chicken wings day. Tonight, and get their sirloin steak dinner. Thursday, their frickin' chicken chunks. Kids eat free all day, every day at Frickers. Download the Frickers app to see more and to place an order and find them online at Frickers.com. And Matt, let's take a look at some of these other things going on in the world of sports. In Major League Baseball, Guardians, they're four and a half games behind the Twins. They're going to need to catch them to get a shot at the playoffs because with the rest of the AL not looking too promising for an AL Central team to get a wild card spot. And then on the flip side, the Reds, they're three and a half games back behind the Brewers coming off of their little skid so far in August, but they're only a game in, game back in the wild card spot, so they are certainly still in the thick of things as we head towards September. So what's kind of your viewpoint on what we've seen uh, around the state with uh, some of the baseball going on? Oh, well, when it comes to the team up north known as the Cleveland Guardians, I, I will say, unfortunately, somebody has to win the AL Central <laughs> the way that that way that division has looked this year. But I, I think they have a shot. I mean, you got some good pitching coming back. Um, obviously, the hitting has been an ongoing issue throughout the year, but really the hitting has been an ongoing issue for about the past 15, 20 years with Cleveland in some capacity. I mean, you can look back to the Justin Masterson era where he was striking out 12 and giving up only like a two two five ERA and losing games one to nothing. So it's, I, I think the hitting definitely needs to come on strong for them. Uh, they do seem to have some young prospects that are coming up at the right time and should make a play and make it doable to win the central. Um, but Minnesota seems like every time Cleveland hands them the central, they're like, no, thanks. We don't want it. So somebody's got to win. I think Cleveland can certainly do it. Cincinnati. I mean, at, Obviously, the story's been Ellie De La Cruz and what he does. And, man, he's an exciting player to watch. So I, I think he, they may have themselves a star on their hands with De La Cruz. And can, can they catch Milwaukee? I think so. It, it's certainly doable. I, I think they're a much more likely can they catch up with some team than Cleveland is, the way they have been playing and the hitting that they have and the pitching that they have. So I don't know. I mean, it's – seems like it's a little bit of an in-between year for Ohio baseball, but there's a lot of young prospects on both these teams that it seems like the future could be pretty bright, even if those teams miss the postseason this year. In the NFL, Anthony Richardson has been named as the Colts' starting quarterback. He was, of course, the 
fourth overall pick in the NFL draft in the spring coming out of Florida. Was he one of the guys you were high on? I, I don't, I feel like he wasn't. Uh, his ceiling is through the roof. Cause he, there's a lot of things you can coach. There's a lot of things you can teach. There's a lot of things that you can break down on film. You can't teach size, speed, and natural athletic ability. And in that regard, Anthony Richardson reminds me a lot of Cam Newton in that type of style of play, that type of player, that type of athletic ability. The problem is he also reminds me of Mitch Trubisky. He only had 15 starts in his entire collegiate career. And if you're someone who's that naturally talented and athletic, you really want to see that number be higher, especially considering some of the players he had to sit behind include guys like Kyle Trask of all people. So, I mean, Kyle Trask can't beat out Baker Mayfield right now for the starting job in Tampa Bay. And he's been there for three years. So it, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about Anthony Richardson. I'd feel a lot better if we knew for a fact that Jonathan Taylor was going to be in his backfield with him as a security blanket. But if Indianapolis and coach Steichen there does things the right way, if they build him up the right way, build the team around his skill set. I really do think his ceiling is someone like a Cam Newton, just an absolute mauler of a running quarterback with a great arm, good accuracy, and the ability to get keep the ball in play and make things happen with his feet. I, I really think he could be something special. But having said that, he was also the biggest wild card because of such limited amount of tape that he had. Delvin Cook, after weeks, maybe even a month or so of speculation, finally signs with the Jets after a long time coming. What does this mean for their offense? Obviously, they get Aaron Rodgers, so they already had that going for him, but they made the backfield uh, that much better with him uh, signing along with uh, Brees Hall starting to get back after uh, his injury last year. I mean, I'm just kind of curious as to what it is about the New York Jets that makes all these star players leave them on red until they finally do decide to commit at some point. It's, I mean, we went through this song and dance with Aaron Rodgers for like a month and a half and kind of seemed like the same thing with Dalvin cook. I, I think he brings a lot. Honestly, I think Dalvin cook will end up being the starter even over Brees hall once Brees as Brees recovers. Cause uh, there's this weird stigma in the NFL right now that you get to a certain age as a running back and you just fall off a cliff. Well, fact of the matter is Dalvin cook, ran for 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns last year. I, I I know deeper football nerds than me will throw some weird statistics and some metrics at me about, oh, he's actually been declining, and that very well could be. But he's going to go again, go behind a very good offensive line, a very solid receiving core, and he has Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be the best, I'd say probably the best offensive team around Dalvin Cook in his professional career. And I think that's really going to give him a little bit of a resurgence and kind of a bump back up into that top tier running back category. I'm going to make you pick one in the NBA. I have two things you can talk about, but you only get one. Either James Harden requesting a trade for the 8,000th time or the multiple layoffs changing ESPN's NBA broadcast booth at the top. Which would you rather talk about? Yes, because I'm disappointed that Mark Jackson's no longer there, but I think Doris Burke and Doc Rivers will do a fantastic job. And James Harden's a diva. He, he is a diva. He acts like this pained artist struggling to get by. And 
you know what? You, you, you talked your way out of Oklahoma City. You talked your way out of Houston. You talked your way out of Brooklyn. And you're talking your way out of Philadelphia. And he went on that little mini rant and giving Daryl Morey a hard time. And did they build the team the right way? Maybe, maybe not. It's hard to tell. But at the end of the day, you've burned bridges at every team you've been at. Maybe it's you, James. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. Have you have you considered the following that maybe he's the problem because it doesn't seem like anyone goes out of their way to say, yeah, I want to play with James Harden as a elite level teammate. And I, I will say, I think when it comes to James Harden, it's some of the uh, some of the shine and the veneer of James Harden, like when he was down in Houston with those like 28, 29 point games, average kind of things at different points. I think people are just realizing that he's a good offensive weapon. I mean, that's it. He's not a great teammate. He's not a incredible facilitator. He's just a scorer. He that kind of puts him in the same category as like a Carmelo Anthony or to really call it as an Eric Gordon is the level of player that I put James Harden at right now. And him requesting the trade is like, buddy, I don't think you'd like the return that you'd get for yourself right now because you have not been the same player since you were in Houston. So that'll just about do it for us today. Again, big thanks to Cary head football coach John Mershman, Van Buren head football coach Ethan Purser, Ball Story head football coach Derek Kidwell, and Finley High School's head football coach Stephen Adams for all joining us on the show today. Don't miss our coverage of high school football coming over the next few days. Thursday, we have Calvert taking on Mohawk. Friday night, we'll have Hopewell against Cary on WBVI. And then on FOB, we will have Vaughn taking on Van Buren. And, of course, listen in for the games for the NWO Orthopedics Psych-Up Show and to the NWO Orthopedics Scoreboard Show following all of the action. From my broadcast partner, Matt Common, this is Lance Moore signing off from the Frickers Studios for this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys on Thursday and Friday night to kick off week one of high school football. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.